Hi, Kim. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. And yourself? Yes, excellent. Thank you very much. Brilliant. So your company is Your Way Travel, and yep, you specialize correct. in all sorts of fantastic holidays, including honeymoons for lucky yeah, brides and grooms. Yep, I do. Brilliant. Cool. So we were doing a bit of research on the internet to see what couples, brides and grooms um, were searching for to yep. do with in and around the honeymoon. And first of all, I found this. I've got to read it out. It's hilarious. So <laughs> they are, they, the people are actually searching for this. And it goes something a little bit like, uh, yeah, are honeymoon suites soundproof? <laughs> but that's not the question I want you to answer. Because obviously, you know, that, that is a whole topic of its, in and of itself. So um, the question I actually wanted to ask you was um, where to honeymoon? with a baby that might be more appropriate okay yes so well the world is a big place nowadays as you know um but it's becoming much much more accessible to us over the last 30 40 years with all the different you know flights countries opened up to us that we never thought we can get to before so obviously deciding on your honeymoon destination or any kind of holiday for that matter it's going to be an enormous choice you've got so much so many options to choose from and to consider but Let's just start with honeymoons in general to start with, because the same advice would apply whether you're going to go as a couple on your own or whether you're going to take a baby or whether you're going to take family with you or, you know, it's like the older children as well. So it would, the same principle would kind of apply regardless of the circumstances. So when discussing honeymoons with couples, I always want to find out as much as I can about what it is that makes them tick, what it is they like and what they kind of want and expect from their honeymoons. So I kind of get them both to sit down and make up a list to start with individually on their own not conferring at all, basically just of what, as an individual, they want and expect from their honeymoon. And that's regardless of whether they're taking a baby with them or not. So, the, the, you know, the, there wouldn't be any different advice, you know, regardless. Um, okay. So write a separate list, including what they expect, what their dream destination or location is. It could be that they've seen photographs somewhere, you know, in media, uh, in a brochure. It could be that they've been researching destinations themselves. Um, they might not even know where the photograph is if they've seen a photograph. But anyway, write down what it is they like, where they fancy, whether they like to laze by the pool, if they want to be active, if they want to take in some culture. You know, beach, everyone's different and everyone has a different idea of what the ideal holiday is. So if they sit down and write their individual lists, then what they can do is they can then compare the lists and mm -hmm. see if there's any common denominators. Because oh, bear right, in right. mind, you know, a lot of couples get married quickly after they've met. A lot of couples have been together for years and years. So some people maybe know what each other like, what, each, what makes the other tick, um, but other couples might not. So it's a really good idea to do it individually. And then then you could find some common ground. Mm -hmm. The other advice I give to couples as well when looking at honeymoons is don't go somewhere that either of you have been before. Especially This, this especially applies for couples that have been together for a long time. Right. Um, but in fact, it doesn't really it doesn't really make any difference because couples maybe if they meet when they're older, for instance, and they might have travelled quite a lot. The last thing you want to do is meet your partner, take them on honeymoon, and go somewhere where you've been before, maybe with someone else, and that's all you talk sure. about. Yeah. So you know, find the common ground, find the common denominator of what it is you actually want from your honeymoon, and then let's look at destinations mm -hmm. and think about somewhere that you haven't been. Um, so I guess with it, within the within the scope of that, then if if a couple are thinking of taking their baby or young child, for example, on honeymoon yeah. with them, yeah. then they're obviously going to be focused on suitable places to take a child. So that will come up in that list making process, won't it? Yes, but that most people wouldn't know where to start with that um, because. Mm -hmm. This is, I've actually got that to come on to, but what is the common ground is there? Then you should see the common denominators and that's where you can sort of use as your base to go forward. 
obviously with planning any type of holiday, whether it's a honeymoon or any type, it's always important to think about budget. So I always encourage them to think about it and be realistic about it because they might have seen this beautiful picture in a, you know, a magazine or something and they think that that's where they would love to go on honeymoon. But a lot of times these pictures are, you know, beautiful, luxurious destinations, crystal clear water, gorgeous accommodations. But obviously it's not always realistically within budget, um, what, mm-hmm. what you're seeing on the media and things. So it's really important to set, set a budget and be realistic about what you can afford. Um, but all's not lost because that's where I help clients. You know, if they've seen somewhere they really want, but it's out of budget, then I can help suggest destinations which might be more suitable that might be within budget. Um, this is a good time to consult a travel professional as well because they're going to be able to help you, give you a good idea of what you can afford and um, the type of things that you're looking at, um, whether they're, you know, within your reach or not. And this is where it's important to check whether or not the accommodation is suitable for taking children or babies to. Mm-hmm. So, Lots and lots of accommodation offers fabulous facilities for children. Um, the better the facilities, obviously, the more you generally pay for it. Uh, however, when I say children, most places don't include babies in that. Okay. So a lot of destinations, when they talk about children, you're looking at age three or four upwards. And quite often there's another stipulation involved in hotels as well, is that the child must be potty or, or toilet trained before they'll take them into children's clubs. So that is something really important to consider for couples, you know, if they are thinking about going on honeymoon with a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but all's not lost because there are some amazing places you can go with children on honeymoon. Um, obviously, traveling with a baby doesn't need to be daunting. Uh, with a little bit of preparation and quite a few helpful extras added in there, it can be fairly stress-free actually and also right. very very memorable um a holiday i mean nothing quite like the feeling of taking your child to the beach for the first time and you know taking them in the sea to swim dipping their toes in the swimming pool and seeing their face light up you know with cold mm. they might like it they might not like it um some couples might not want to go abroad they might not want to go too far afield they might feel that a staycation is more appropriate if they're taking a baby with them and that's absolutely fine too and there's lots of fabulous places that you can go to much closer to home with babies um you know that you can choose from castles lodges um some lovely hotels where they'll do babysitting services for you so you can have a nice meal at night so there's plenty of places at home that you can consider too Sure. Yeah. But the main, so practicalities of taking a baby abroad, the main thing you need to consider is the amount of extra luggage you're going to need because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got this little baby bundle, mm-hmm. which is tiny. Um, but you know, you've got a child yourself. You know yourself what I'm talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It soon mounts up. It very quickly mounts up. See the recognition there. So they need, you know, they need fed, they need changed. Um, they need nappies, they need prams, they need car seats. Uh, so. That's one thing that you do have to think about. Uh, many of your family friendly resorts and um, hotels, they will actually hire you out equipment and resort or they'll have a, equipment that you can use in resort. So that does cut down on the luggage that you need to take with you. But there's obviously going to be things that you do want to take yourself. And bearing in mind, if you're going with an infant, so an infant is classed as under two, then yeah. you do not get an, an airline seat for that infant uh, unless mm-hmm. you pay for the seat. So basically, you don't have the seats. So no, you don't have the seat. You don't have any luggage allowance. So you, the only thing you get to take on um, extra above your own luggage allowance would be a pram, for instance, right. um, or a buggy for the child. And they would take that into the air craft at the bottom of the plane steps so you really need to consider luggage allowance um you know if you're traveling business class for instance, that's not ne- generally a consideration because you do get usually two uh two lots of luggage um but there's not that many couples to be fair go on honeymoon that can afford to pay for business class uh you know it, it's, i'm not saying that not all couples can't some couples do um but that that's a luxury that a lot of newlyweds can't afford 
Um, so again, many fabulous places, but really important to check that they cater for infants and children. Um, so some form of childcare is generally always included. If you go to a resort that accepts babies, uh, you might have to pay for that separately by the hour, for instance. But okay. some of some resorts do actually include a babysitting service in the cost of your holiday as well. Uh, the resorts that do accept babies and do offer babysitting services things, they're always extremely popular. They mm -hmm. sell very, very well and extremely quickly. So. The planning of honeymoons when you're taking a baby, I would always encourage you to try and do that as early as possible. Right. Um, you know, I've got a couple of recommendation resorts here, and one of them is literally two years in advance. You have to book it if you think you're going to be, and, and not everybody has that. Mm, you, you can't. You can't plan. Of planning is that? Well, well, you can't plan to take a baby two years in advance because you don't even have a baby. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So that's not particularly practical, <laughs> but yeah. So, th so there's lots of places you can you can consider, um, and places in Europe. There's some amazing resorts in Europe, and quite a lot further afield as well. And to be fair, I don't think taking a baby abroad is a problem because you know yourself, you've got a child. Being a baby is probably the easiest stage you will ever find them at. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, it's they the lazy years you probably have to. Yeah, they, they sleep for sixteen hours a day, and all they really need is fed and changed, and they're quite happy. So that then allows you, as a newlywed couple, to enjoy your time together as well. Uh, and if you've got some sort of babysitting or childcare service in the resort where you're staying, then you could go and have a nice romantic meal, watch a sunset, you know, have someone else put your baby to bed for you one night. Uh, there's, there's some resorts which will actually look after the baby while you're on the beach so you can go for a swim. Right. Uh, you know, th there's, there is so much out there. It really depends. A lot comes down to budget at the end of the day and what you can afford. Okay. So I, I suppose, like, from um, Rachel and my perspective, then, our, our holidays tend to be very, very activity, action-orientated. Yep. We're not really the resting-type people. Mm -hmm. um, we're the very full-on type people. And when we go away, we like to cram in as much as possible. And I think now that we do have a baby on board, I think from, from yep. sort of our perspective, we'd have to rethink that strategy. So if we came to you and said, listen... We are crazy adrenaline junkies and we're looking for the most exciting adventure holiday ever. But we've got a young baby. Are you able to uh, to help sort of coordinate something that that works in that scenario, yep. but is also more suitable? Because, of course, you know, we might be excited about things that are impossible to do. They just might not be suitable at all. The way I always say it is nothing's impossible. OK. That's great. Absolutely nothing is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, money can buy anything, <laughs> but mm -hmm. you know, ge generally nothing's impossible. So if you come to, if, you know, if honeymoon couple come to me and they have a list of things that they want to do on honeymoon and take the baby with them, there will be something that I can, I can advise them, um, or, or a place I can advise them to go to do that. I'm just, I was just looking, I've got uh, some notes here that I took earlier on and I was looking at some specific resorts. I mean, a lot of resorts have, you know, water sports included and things and they will actually do babysitting service while you're away doing your water sports. Some of them do diving, scuba diving, right. um, you know, hiking, horse riding, playing golf. All these things can be covered. Uh, so really, it doesn't matter how active or inactive you are, there's always something for you. Um, I'm just trying to think of the one particular resort that I think would suit you guys. <laughs> <laughs> next holiday we'll just do it now yeah i know i mean i've got i've got resorts here listed i listed some of my favorites um that, that, that are really really family friendly uh that offer basically the best services and facilities for families with young children in particular and bearing in mind you might have families that have multi-generational so you might have you know you might have grandparents going as well mm. you might have teenagers you know you might have um other other aged kids as well school-aged kids so 
most of the resorts that offer baby services will also offer services for those other ones as well. So everyone's right. covered. Um, there's very few resorts that would take babies and not other children, if you know what I mean. That, sure. that, that would be very, very unusual. Uh, but, you know, I've got places from the Algarve, Crete, Halkidiki, Sicily, Cyprus, um, some absolutely amazing places, Tenerife, and then further afield, Antigua, and one of my one of my favourite personal favourite destinations, which is very child friendly, is Mauritius. Mm. And there are some amazing there's amazing hotels to choose from there with fabulous facilities. I've been in and seen most of the hotels myself. I've seen the facilities they've got for kids. Most of them come with nannies, child mind and service. They have covered areas in their kids clubs where you know so the kids are not in the sun all the time. Yeah, they've yeah. got their own swimming pools, play areas, little golf courses. Some of them will even take your kids and actually take them to different restaurants to feed them and things. Right. So you'll, you'll be walking through this this hotel and there's a, a group of kids all sitting around having lunch in one of the restaurants mm. while they're paying to have lunch on their own. So, yeah. So there's lots of lots of possibilities. Fantastic. And there's no such thing as impossible. Correct. <laughs> Nothing yeah. is impossible. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> well, Kim, that's been fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing that with us today. You're very welcome. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, we look forward to speaking to you again in the near future. Yeah, fabulous. Hopefully see you at the next catch-up. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Thanks again. Much, Cheers. Thanks. Bye for now. Bye.